up, what up? This is Romy Mac, and you're listening to some random shit. Yeah, this is Romy Mac. This is another episode of Random Shit. And then there's DC and then there's B. But um, we just been talking. So we're in here and we're just going to talk random shit, honestly. We've been talking for the last two hours about feminine energy and feminine, uh, you know what I'm saying, like energy, masculine energy and feminine energy. So, D, what is... Uh, what does it mean to be an alpha female in your mind? Alpha female, okay. I think it like really depends on the perspective of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that um, depending on the situation, their environment that they grew up in, military, like myself, right. I was military. Right. So I think I portray alpha to a certain extent. Okay. All right. Um, I do believe that there also is some things that um, I look for in a male. Right. Um, that is lacking in today's society. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's just because of the way um, young men or men are being brought up, or they think that they are being subsided by like the more masculine male. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure, but I look for definitely some more powerful than emotional connection. And I don't know if, I, why are you laughing? That's it's so, funny. The whole, it's not know, funny. You already know my stance. I know I do, but, but that's, but that's real Alpha. though. That's realness. Because there is a lot of men that are not emotionally connected to their inner selves that are not right. emotionally connected to whomever they choose to be with. So, what do we do? Honestly, what do we do to get those men that are emotionally disconnected from people in general? Because it's not just women. What do you do? You educate them. But at the same time, you got to put it in a form where they can receive it. The, The teacher appears when the student is ready. So, you have to be able to present it in a way that they can accept it you know what I mean like um, the aspect of like rap music if rap rapped about building financial literacy building all this shit motherfuckers would listen to it like hands down but because like if you're just telling someone straight up you know what you should study financial literacy and you should like build businesses and all this stuff I ain't listening to you this shit corny but if he put it in a rap song, let me tell you, Nas told me I should be like, Jay, Jay was like buying the fucking art. You know what I'm saying? I should be buying fucking art shit. I'm going to buy me some art. But if a nigga tell you to do it without song format, you won't fucking listen. Because that's just power wired to be. Because you want that validation. It's all about validation. And then it's all about validation. So is it about validation or about human connection? Because if I don't feel validation, then yes, it, I may find it impossible to connect with you. Right. But how do I get you to on that level? 
if you are so disconnected from your feelings and inner self, how do I connect with you? You connect with me by listening. You know, it's really just about listening. And a lot of people don't listen. And because everyone wants to be heard and loved. But if you have people that are used to not being heard and loved, they feel like no one cares what they have to say. So they shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Or they operate or they, you know what I'm saying? They, they express themselves in ways that draw attention. It's attention seeking. But ultimately, it's all about validation. That's how we, it's how our, our makeup is. Trying to not get attention is a means of getting attention. You know what I mean? Like, that's ultimately how we are as people. Because people that really don't care about attention don't make it known. You just shut the fuck up. You just carry on with life. And, but a lot of people like attention. You think about like the charity work celebra- some celebrities do. Hey, they show themselves giving shit. Why not just do, do shit for charity without totally. recording it? You know what I mean? But there's people that want that validation and they get it. And there's people that feed into it. Oh man, I saw Lil Boosie. He gave, you know, 20 turkeys to people outside of his neighborhood and shit like that. Because the fuck about that? You know what I mean? What does that mean? What does it really all mean? Okay, so my question to you is yeah. validation and mm-hmm. unconditional. So those are two different things, but very similar in many different ways. So if you unconditionally mm-hmm. love someone, that doesn't mean that you expect anything in return, right. but you give so much Mm -hmm. but is there a point of no return like you give so much that you don't get anything in return well it's all about intention you have to understand that some people give just to give Uh, and there's many people that would do so like they say Keanu Reeves is the type of person that just gives without you know expecting anything in return and um, but there's people that record themselves giving to people, there's people that feel like you know because I gave you something, I deserve something in return, which is rooted in conditional love. But if indeed you do give, um, you know, like us, for instance, going to the beach or something like that, and there's somebody behind you that has to pay a toll, like for parking, you pay for that parking. You don't even know who that is behind you. It's unconditional love because I'm never going to see that person. I just paid for their entry to get into it you know what I mean like that that type of unconditional love this literally doesn't require any they don't need to give me anything next time they see me or something like that just whatever I paid for you to get into you know the the park national park whatever to to go to the beach and shit like that that's what we have to do doing nice things doing kind things for people without expecting something in return but there's a lot of people that do kind things and they want that validation. They want those accolades and all that stuff. But it's just all about, man, fuck that. It's so just, what about so validation? Mm-hmm. Do you think that can almost hinder your true desires? 
your wants and needs? Well, I mean, you can, I mean, it can, if you allow it to, but I mean, your wants and desires, only you know what those are. Now, if your intention is to get said attention from doing these things, yeah, that's validation. You're looking for validation. But if you don't get the result that you want and you spaz out and you get resentful, that's all on you. That makes sense? That makes sense, totally. Right. But so what about selfishness? Because people are selfish. Every human is mm-hmm. selfish in a, at a certain point, mm-hmm. at a certain extent, depending on the circumstances. Right. So are there, part, there, are there certain people that are more self-centered, self-devoted, uh, they're, they're more self-seeking than others? For sure. For sure. They're definitely those. I mean, like, what's that? So, narcissist. Yes. And, and I mean, at all-time high. But that's what um, social media has highlighted. And I'm grateful for social media because it's pointed out all individuals who suffer from narcissi- narcissistic behavior. And narcissists are created from neglect. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can honestly say that. If I had disorder. if I had the attention that I um, felt like I wanted growing up from my parents, I wouldn't dare seek it in the world. But that's what we do. We I mean our parents were they're more they were more concerned about providing than the aspect of emotional like being available emotionally. They didn't know. They there was, there's mental health wasn't a big thing back then. You know what I'm saying? Like in the, let's call it 70s, 80s. You know what I mean? So, of course, that's not going to be pushed to the forefront. Now, as for our kids going forward, they're aware of like mental health and all that stuff. So they're commonly a little bit better at you know um, at, at at absorbing these things. So- and the men are commonly more feminine like if you see there's never been a more a time more in history where you've seen more young men be more feminine than they are right now because the aspect of like mental health because it was very like it was you know men were trained to be you had to be hard as fuck Mm -hmm. practically matter what your race was black white whatever you had to be hard as fuck but now you have um Social, thanks to social media, you got people showing feelings. It hurt my feelings when you said this about transgender. So do you think it's social media or do you think it's more education? I think it's education, but it's, you know, because of social media, it's shown us in a, a place where we're just more, it's more highlighted. And that's what social media does. It show it highlights how people actually feel because it's the first time where we can just at a moment's notice, I can literally just pick up my phone and say, this is how I feel about something, whatever the fuck it is, negative, positive, however you do it, you know? Okay. So would you classify your parents as a narcissist? Oh, for sure. Hell, hell yeah. So I've been reading a lot about the psychiatrist, psychology, like trying to diagnose a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Is very slim to none because they almost classify it as a personality disorder. Yeah, it's it's BPD, borderline personality disorder. Right. So yeah. it's so complex. I mean, even even the top 
psychiatrists, psychologists, they say it's right. so complex because it's twofold. But I truly believe that it comes back to the root of your upbringing. Yeah, everything boils down to your childhood. Like, if you were given the love that, um, you know what I'm saying, that you could give as a parent, what reason would you have to go out into the world and seek it? But our parents don't know this. All they know is that to provide because that's what the fuck was done for them. Everybody's passing on like a cycle. And until you decide to break said cycle, this thing is going to continue. So, what is your stance? On. Uh, specifically. Uh, specifically, being a parent and, like, raising your, you know, again, raising your kids and showing them that, you know, that emotional, being available for them emotionally. Emotionally intelligent? Sure. Yeah? What is my stance on being a parent and raising them with emotional intelligence? Um, it's difficult because of their, uh, their past and their upbringing and mine lacking it. Completely lacking mm-hmm. it. Um, having no example from my mom, right. my my grandparents, my upbringing, um, and then in the relationship that I was in raising them. Right. Um, so I have to educate myself mm-hmm. and surround myself around people that um, are like-minded right. and that can show me and support me and mm-hmm. how I'm raising them. But no, it's, it's very difficult because... Um, there's a lot of challenges, you know. There's a lot of challenges when you are not educated and you right. don't educate yourself. I mean, um, I mean, just looking back at like you know um, what you what you knew then and what you know now. Mm-hmm. What's something that you would incorporate for the kids that are coming up that you didn't incorporate before? Are we still talking about emotional intelligence? Sure. Whatever you feel like, you know, that you could apply something, to okay, kids. Something, like, well, something, like, as far as you know about raising kids, what would you do differently that would you feel would be beneficial for them when they come into the real world? Uh, put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I think I think being open and honest and real with your kids about, you know, communication is, is, is key. It's huge. But being open and honest and real with, at the same time, still being a parent. You know, and sharing with them things, and so that way they're they're not going into the world like the way I was raised. Everything was swept under the rug. I wasn't prepared at all for like any type of adult responsibilities or anything like that. I think being honest, I'm repeating myself, but being honest and open with them about what real life is like is key for them to be able to be prepared. I mean, I don't know if that answers your question no, or not. No, I, I honestly think I'm... Communication I, is huge. I Open and honest agree. communication. No matter the circumstances. So, I mean, this is this goes to back to my military status and everything else that I've dealt with in life is that, you know, I had a very bad moment in my life and PTSD is real. Um, I deployed twice and I literally had a mental breakdown. And it was real. Like, to the point where I had my two children in the car and I drove up to the ER myself. And they were there. With me. And, you know, I had to call a friend to come get them. But I was very, afterwards, I was very transparent with them. Like, listen, the stuff that I've gone through in my life is not normal. It's like a word, transparency. It is. It's, I mean, it's, 
it's real. Like what I deal with is real and I'm very transparent with them. And that's, it's, it's so important, no matter if it's your kids, your spouse, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever your work, your coworkers, because a lot of people don't understand that aspect of society. Right. They don't. They they don't have a lot of human interaction. A lot of military don't let their guard down. Period. They have a hard time letting their guard down, re- regardless of the situation. But I think it's truly important to be able to communicate and express to you, whoever, your spouse, your children, whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, because right now, at this point in time, if anybody in my life that would know that I'm at a, not a good place, it'd be my two children. I think if my mom and my grandparents would have been more transparent, I would not have put them on a pedestal. And I would not have felt so disappointed when I realized that they were just humans, you know, that they were just people, just like me, you know? I wouldn't have been let down so much. And I try, like, to be that way with my kids. Like, let them see my faults, let them see my mistakes, but also let them see, I mean, but you have to be careful because they don't need to know all your business, but... Um, what business do they need to know? Well, I mean, just like... I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything specific, but just, just in general, just the way life goes, you know? And there, there are certain things that they are exposed to that I may not want them to be exposed to, but I have to be honest and transparent with them about things. And I don't want them to be disappointed in me by, like, one day realizing, you know, well, she should, you know, she should have had it all. She should have had it all figured out. They know I don't have it all figured out. You know, I want them to see my humility and my vulnerability because I don't want them to ever be so disappointed in themselves that they think that they have to have it all figured out either when they are truly adults raising their own families. And that's real. You know, I mean, so it was, it's important to me just to be open and honest and, but to find that balance, you know, where you can still be the parent and have that respect, but I don't know. I, I almost feel like when you open up to someone and you let that transparency like flow, they find more respect in you. Yeah. No matter what age, if it's a child, mother, grandfather, whatever, like it's that vulnerability that you open up. Like it's just no more characters. Yes. No more characters, and um, I, I know for sure I lived a life where I had to, I pretended to be a character for a very long time for my family, because we grew up in a family that did not have much to look forward to. So I, I took it upon myself. I chose to be Superman. No one told me to be Superman. I chose to be Superman and be there for just everybody. And as but we, why? And as we know, because it's the aspect of, like, hope. You know what I mean? Like, you give hope to your family that there's, there's something else out there besides being so negative all the time. And, like, for me, it was like you know what, I'm going to be the most reliable person that I can be. I'm going to try to be there for everybody to show them that, you know, I care and that I love. But ultimately, it was all about my ego. You know what I mean? It went from being about the family to being about me. Now you'll recognize that Romy is always the guy that I can go to. I wanted that accolade. But when I didn't get the same in return, I was resentful. So it, it went from something that should have been about love unconditionally mm. to conditional love because I wanted the accolade like me, look at me, 
All you have to do is turn to me and then life will be fine. But that's not how life works. You know what I mean? It's really just about learning to love unconditionally and people fuck up. That's it. Just people fuck up. And um, the thing is, is like when you're so used to people not being there for you and then you decide to be there for other people and you choose to be Superman, tell me. In the, in the comics, who saved Superman? No one. Nobody. No so one saves. Yourself. Exactly. No one saves the superheroes except other superheroes. You know what I mean? So that's where I was. I found myself in a position where I had to be saved by other people that were doing the very same thing that I was doing. But there wasn't many people that was doing what I was doing. So it was a sense of resentment because... I expected people that I chose to save because they couldn't save themselves to be there for me. You know what I mean? No, that makes total sense. Right. I mean, I do believe that everybody that you intertwine with in your life has a, a, has a true purpose. I really do believe that. Um, sometimes I can't grasp it completely, but in the end, like, after I look back at it, I yeah. do. But in the meantime, like, it's hard to not show resentment just like you were saying it's hard to not show resentment when you have showed unconditional love to so many people every single time like you've accepted them and that can go in so many different aspects relationships Mm -hmm. me having biracial children you know to the christianity religion so many different aspects that's a whole other subject yeah but i mean like how do you not turn cold? By loving unconditionally. If you if you learn, if you love conditionally, you'll feel like you're owed something. But if you love unconditionally, you know, you do things without expecting anything in return. But we're human, you know what I mean? Like we deal with something called the ego, and our ego is very strong in everyone. Like it may start out like you know, I'm going to create this thing for someone. After a while, the ego takes control of itself. And it's like, oh, well, everybody's, this whole thing happened because of me, you know, versus it being, it's just, it, it just appears. But because we are so filled with our ego, we tend to get so consumed by it. And, um, and that's when you have to have ego deaths, multiple ego deaths, because if you don't, You'll be consumed by it and you'll feel like you're hot shit and then you learn how much you're not. And it's okay. It's really okay to have ego deaths because we operate from the soul. If we keep in mind that everything we do is from the soul, none of that other shit matters. The ego feels like it has to be more or has Mm -hmm. to be less. So if indeed I do something great for you guys, if I'm operating in my ego... I feel like you guys need to save me mm-hmm. when the time comes. Yeah. So let's just say you decide to not, or you don't know how to. And I interpret it as you didn't want to save me. And I feel some type of way because you didn't save me the way that I saved you, but you didn't ask me to save your ass. That is the ego operating. And it's just learning to love unconditionally. The more we learn to love unconditionally, the better we'll be as people. But we're human. And human deals with 
the ego. Parents, you know, you got situations come up where parents, like, uh, they'll get, their kids will get information from other sources, but parents will feel some type of way because they didn't get it from them. Now, is it important that they get the information from you or is it important that they just have the information in general? If indeed it's about the kids, it's just important that they get the information. But if it's if it's like, well, I didn't teach him, you know, to do this, then it's about you. So self-seeking. Exactly. So you, you should. Do it. So right. I mean, no, we're not. It's natural to do that. It but is just natural. Admit it. Just admit it. No, you know? exactly. But at the point in time, like if you're if you're unconditionally loving someone, like you have to accept them for who they are and what they are and what mm. they are for your life and what you. So my perspective is that like, okay, so what is my purpose in their life? Right. I don't think about myself. I think about what is my purpose in their life, and even though like as much as I want to be more than maybe they think I am to them it is what it is Uh, however they are in their life and what where they're they're figuring things out with them but I truly do believe that there is always like a reason why you meet someone why you're having conversations why we're in this conversation you know like it's it's a true universe perspective mm-hmm. of everybody intertwining together yeah. for a reason and it's a blessing I think so like mistakes are meant to teach us shit like I had to learn this week um, and I think I was sharing with you guys earlier about how my friend kind of helped me have my own ego death and it was beautiful but it's like recognizing that a mistake is a life lesson not a life sentence because a lot of us hold shit over ourselves from shit that happened a long time ago. And it's never going to change because it's in the past. True. The only thing that matters is the present moment. But we stay so hell-bent on trying to recreate the past, trying to dictate what the future is going to be. And it never happens. And we just blame ourselves. We are human. Humans make mistakes. And you have to be able to learn from your past. That's it. You feel some type of way because you're educated now on what you could have done in the past. But that was the whole point. You, you did the best you could with the knowledge you had at that point in time. So do you think that in order to be, be unconditional as any, as a friendship, as a relationship, whatever, right. you have to... Be able to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Right. I mean, like, that is a real thing. Like, I mean, if you continue to be like, I, I love unconditionally as a Christian or any other aspect in any other nature, mm-hmm. like, that is truly, you know, you have to be able to be vulnerable because you're not always going to get what you want and 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 the same from anybody that you deal with. Roughly, you know, that's... <laughs> you don't agree. No, no, I agree. No, I agree with that uh, that sentiment on that. Um, like, religion has its way of influencing us and in how we believe what is right and what is wrong. You know what I mean? But sin is always what you believe in. If indeed your religion believes that, like, I think my little... Co- I think my cousin, 
her religion, I forget what it was, but she never wore jeans. She would always wear skirts mm-hmm. to church. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was a sin to wear jeans. Are you being sinful? Was that your intent when you, you know, orchestrated your outfit? No, I don't think so. But indeed, that's what it is. And that's like, it's, I, I look at that as like a sense of manipulation that people tend to do. Got it. You know what I mean? But it's like, you, you'll you be thinking you're going to hell by being normal. So I can imagine what it is. I, I'm not, obviously, I'm straight as they can be. I'm very uh, heterosexual. But like as a, a homosexual person who is not trying to do any harm, they do good in everything else. They're just gay. But because said rules said that being gay is a sin it's the worst thing ever meanwhile these people that are in the church will stay with their husbands who are you know what I'm saying stepping out or staying with their woman who steps out sin is sin true sir fuck what you heard Mm -hmm. sin is sin I don't give a fuck who you are sin is sin so to put gay above any other sin is hypocrisy to me. True story. You know what I, I mean? Like, I don't, again, I don't know what it is to be gay. I don't. But um, I know that trying to pinpoint gay over every other sin is bullshit for me. Uh, like, from uh, yeah. how I see it. No, I agree with you. I, I really, I really truly believe that it like comes down to unconditional. Yeah. It's unconditionally loving yourself, loving other humans, no matter what is going on. Like, as long as your ability to do that, like, that is amazing. And it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And there's many that will not do that because they don't know how to. Right. They don't have, they have never been in that state of mind. They don't know the the true values of unconditionally loving someone. Right. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm so in agreement with you that unconditional love is truly important no matter what it is in a friendship, relationship, yeah. uh, anything. If we can learn to love each other unconditionally, I feel like the world itself would be so much better. Yes. But it's because we love people with conditions is the reason why we feel like so many people owe us shit. And that is the entitlement. And that is where we fuck up as humans because we feel so, especially in America, we feel so entitled to shit. We do. We and feel we like so, because and we've been yes. through so much shit, we feel like people owe us something because we went through that. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't get what you deserve in life. You only get what you allow and tolerate. Yep. Anything you don't change, you're allowing yep. or you tolerate. Period. Like, and that, and, you know, that's like, a hard lesson. That's what I'm saying. But like, we feel like, oh, I, well, because I went, I had such a bad relationship. I deserve to have a good man, or I deserve to have a good woman. No, no. Who, did you choose to stay in a relationship? Because everything is choice. I had a friend. I had a talk with a friend of mine on um, Friday night, and you know, it's pretty much telling me she's like she didn't choose to have the life that she had, and I respect her perspective on it. But I look at things and it's like, everything is choice. No matter what we do, everything is the choice that we know. I just feel like 
That's life. Life is everything. Everything is a choice. If I hold a gun to your head, if you decide that, if I say, run around the neighborhood doing whatever, or I'm going to kill you in the head. If you choose <laughs> to not run around the neighborhood, that's still a choice. Granted, you know what I'm saying? I put you in a position where it's like a no-win situation, right. but it's still a choice for you to decide yeah. if indeed that you want to be alive or you want to die with your mm-hmm. dignity or whatever it is. But that is life. And that's pretty much what life is. You know, it's like, all right, well, do I stay here? Do I live? Uh, do I stay home, not join the military and take <laughs> care of my family? Or do I go to the military and make something for myself? Either way, it's a choice. It's a choice. Would I, I'm not wrong whatever I choose. It's literally just a choice. I'm going to stay here and take care of my little brother because he needs somebody to look up to. Or do I go off to the military and create a new life mm-hmm. where my brother can join eventually later on once I get out of basic training? Mm-hmm. Well, how does one decide? Is one better or worse? You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. Yeah. So. It's real. No, D, I'm glad that um, I had you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah. And the fact that you're so free and like, comfortable being on the podcast so we'll definitely be having uh, like I said if, you, if you're comfortable with it I'm happy having you on more things like being so fucking honest and brutally honest because that's that's what I aim for it's, it's not character it's literally just authentic shit like this is what life is about right you know on. what I mean so this obviously this has been a, a random shit podcast with uh, Romy Mac uh, DC and B and uh, we out Peace.